Good day, day everyone. everyone. My name is Anna. And my name is Kirsten. And you're listening to the, the Cover to Cover, Cover Bookcast. Book I think we finally have the intro We down. have it down. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not really a science, but it's been, we've it, been struggling with it. It took us a while. <laughs> it took us a while. Well, um, this week I am going to cover the book episode. So, um... We're going to be covering <laughs> this book. I love this book. I love it too. It's so good. <laughs> okay, so we're going to be doing The Lost by Natasha Preston. She is one of my all-time favorite authors. Mm-hmm. Um, she writes like the thriller type books. Yep. Suspenseful stuff. Oh, very. And um, I think that's why I love it. I love that genre. It's one of my favorites. Like it doesn't have any necessarily any romance in it like sometimes it'll have it sprinkled in yeah but the main plot is the thriller stuff Mm -hmm. and I love it basically we're gonna I'm gonna give us uh you know a little overview we're gonna talk about um Natasha Preston as an author we're gonna talk about the thriller genre and we're gonna do some segments that I'm super excited about (laughs) but first of all oh gosh the more important thing oh no (laughs) <laughs> We're going to be doing the 60-second recap. Okay, listen, I don't even remember the characters' names in this book. That's okay. But I know... The- Do you, I can tell you the characters' names if you want. If you While you're in the middle, I'll help you out with the names. That's okay. not a big detail. Yeah, okay. But I, I, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. We are going to be going into some spoilers and some problematic topics. So, if you don't like that... And by some, the whole book. The whole book is problematic. Um, yeah, if you don't like that, maybe go to a different episode. Yeah. Or not. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe you just don't. Maybe you should be listen. listening to a book podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So let me know when you're ready. <sighs> Gotta get my zen on. Okay, I'm ready. Go. Okay, so these two girls, they're, get kidnapped. Okay. Mm-hmm. Piper and Hazel. Piper and Hazel. They get kidnapped and um, they go to this house and there's other people, there's other kids that have been kidnapped in this house. Mm-hmm. And it's basically run by these two guys, I think. It's two. Um, three. Is, is it three guys? <laughs> um, and basically they're trapped in this um, like part of the house they can't get out and every now and then they'll be like, Piper, go to room three or whatever it is and all there's like five or six different rooms and all of the different rooms are like different types of torture and like waterboarding or like heat exposure or like cold exposure uh, noise air um and then they try to um get out and they get out and people get shot or something i can't really remember what happens at the end um but she gets kidnapped at the end and has to go back with him and do it again and yep that's the end yep yeah i mean honestly (laughs) that's a pretty good like it honestly that was really good i personally think that was a really good okay i skipped a whole lot like there weren't a whole lot of names in there and i honestly also don't go much into the names of some of the characters because some of them are super Mm -hmm unimportant i feel like for i read but, it a, a while ago and for me to remember that much honestly i mean i read it way before good. you did yeah yeah and oh, yeah. i you're the one that told me to read it yes because this is probably my favorite book i've ever read in my life yeah <laughs> it's pretty like good. it's it's good um but what did you rate it what how many stars did you i read? actually didn't this i read this book before i was like doing rate a rating system uh-huh. you know but I would have given this one probably a 4.5 out of 5. No 5? 
I don't rate things five out of five stars. <laughs> You're right. I think I gave it a five out of five. I it's probably the if I differentiating this from like a Cordemus and Fury, which is my other four point five, this is probably better than that. So like four point seven five. Yeah, sure. Like really close. Really close. Five, it's like so close to being perfect. But it's just not all the way there because I can't give anything a perfect score. Right, yeah. It's Nothing not is perfect. No, you can always be better. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and go into the overview because this is a really good book. And I think our listeners are going to enjoy just yes. going with us. Um, anyway, let's go over the overview. So we start off following a girl named Piper and her best friend, Hazel. They talk about how kids have been disappearing. So they're in a very um, densely populated small town um, and kids are going missing. And um, basically they're saying that they're runaways. They're not really saying that they're like getting kidnapped. They're just runaway children, which is weird. But Hazel suggests that they should try to find them by acting like regular teenagers and going where normal teens would go. So like to parties and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. doing some sleuthing. Right. Um, At a cafe, the two girls grab the attention of two older boys named Caleb and Owen, who Mm. are supposedly from rich families, and they're they're a little older. They're not like older, older, but they're like older than them. So like seventeen. Yeah, like Piper and Hazel are like the seventeen age, and Caleb and Owen are probably. I think they say they're like twenty-one. Okay, something like that. So like the age difference. If they were a little older, wouldn't be an issue, but because the girls are 17, it's right. problematic. Yeah. Piper, on her way to a, to a high school party, which she and Hazel had agreed upon going to together, runs into Caleb. Um, he finds out she's in high school, and still he flirts with her creepily, saying, it's a shame she isn't 18 yet, mm-hmm. and like kind of goes on to like say like he'll treat her right and stuff like that it's creepy but like he in the book is written in a really like suave way to where yeah. i could i could see why if i were in her situation it would like Woo. not seem as creepy but right. like as a reader seeing in knowing this is a thriller book yeah you know at the party the girls try to solve the case and fail miserably um they decide to go home giving up and caleb offers them a ride home caleb and owen take them to an abandoned-looking building that they call their hangout. Caleb continues to flirt with Piper, talking about how you can't control your feelings. It doesn't matter how old you are. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't control your feelings. You love who you love. Right, exactly. Once inside, the boys take their phones, um, saying it's it's a rule of their hangout that you can't have your phones. And um, this entire time, Hazel is like, Piper, just go along with it. Like, it's it's fine. fine. It's fine. And Piper is like feeling very uneasy about the whole thing, but she's going along with it because she's like, whatever, like, we're supposed to be doing what teenagers do, whatever. Mm -hmm. They take them down a bunch of hallways with multiple doors to multiple rooms. Once they get to a certain hallway, the boys lock them in and the girls begin to panic. Over the speaker, the overhead speaker, they hear, Piper, Hazel, welcome to the game. And this is where the book starts getting good. And this is only, I want to say, like, Mm, 11 chapters in maybe not even maybe not I don't think even I think when they were I can't really remember I think when they were getting in the car it was like chapter three. Oh, you're right it is before 11 because I remember being like oh three chapters in and they're already getting kidnapped right okay so this is the end of chapter four okay <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so anyway. very quick Getting into it. Getting right into it. Right, 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 right. 
Um, Caleb instructs them through a door um, at the end of the hall and locks them in, says to grab a like backpack with their clothing size embroidered on it. So mm-hmm. they have like clothes or whatever. Over the speaker, Piper hears three voices laughing at them. This is all in her head. She's like, okay, I count three voices. Who's the third person? Because um, <clears throat> obviously it's Caleb and Owen and then a third person. Mm-hmm. Um, they turn on the TV in the room and a video plays displaying Caleb, Owen, and a third boy. They wish them luck and tell them to go through another set of doors. Um, when they get inside, they see four other kids sitting on the sofa. Uh, the lost kids. These are they recognize one of them as a lost kid, and they just are like, okay, these must be the ones the lost that kids. were going missing. Right. Um, they begin to explain the game to them. Theo, one of the boys, explains that there are six rooms. Room one is sound. They play unbearably loud sounds, then extreme silence over and over until you go crazy, basically. Um, room two is temperature. One second is blisteringly hot, then it's extremely cold. Room three is light, brightness versus darkness. Uh, room four is sleep deprivation. Room five is water, where they basically waterboard you until you want to die. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, room zero, they physically try to kill you and you have to try to survive. So basically, one person lives, one person dies. They send two of you into the room and you yep. have to basically fight for your life. Mm-hmm. Um, Piper begins to build a very close friendship with Theo as he fills them in. Um, they come up with a plan to escape that is contingent upon Theo being pulled into one of the rooms so he can play dead. They choose Theo because he is the most athletic of the group and they're like, he could probably fight one of them off. So we need to wait for him to be pulled into one of the rooms so that he can play dead Mm -hmm. and get us out of here. Right. So they're all waiting their turn, waiting for their turn in the rooms. Um, Piper, Piper gets to experience a few of the rooms herself. This, I'm like skipping past some of it. The rooms are... Let me tell you, the reason I love this book is because the the rooms are described very well. Yeah, like it's, I can picture it, literally picture <clears> it in my head. It's so good. Like she goes, I think she goes through the light one, the sound one, um, very close to the beginning. I think those are like rooms two and three. Oh yeah, the temperature. She definitely goes through the temperature one, and the waterboarding. She does go through the waterboarding one. That's later on. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes through pretty much all of them except for room zero, where she has to like fight for her life. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, and it's all really described well. It's just so good. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. Piper gets to experience a few of the rooms herself, barely making it out alive. But when a stranger is added to the mix, claiming that he's been going from room to room for months being tortured, they are reluctant to believe or trust him. He says that his name is Evan and that he was in room zero where he was forced to kill his friend to survive. As time goes on, Piper finds herself herself falling for this stranger, feeling connected to him. Evan and Piper get pulled into room three together, light, and have to suffer through it together. Theo brings up their plan in front of Evan, who tells them that their plan is stupid and will never work. One night after their meal, Piper feels sleepy and realize that, realizes that they've been drugged. Piper wakes to find her and Evan on the floor of the orientation room from long ago. So like towards the beginning of the book, they were in like the orientation room. Mm-hmm. So they're back there, just her and Evan. She tries to wake Evan and is met with Caleb Owen and Matt, which is the third man. We found out his name, Matt. Um, the boys take turns beating Evan to a pulp, pulp while Piper sits there sobbing, asking, like pleading with them to like stop. Mm-hmm. He is like 
messed up at this point. Oh, Evan's yeah. face is nasty. Destroyed. Yeah. When she asks Caleb to make sure Evan is alive, basically, just let me preface with this. Her and Caleb know each other the best because she met Caleb first. So Caleb, um, they have like this banter between them where like, it's not like witty banter. Obviously, she hates them because of that. But it's kind of funny how you can see like the relationship between her and Caleb is different from her and the other two boys that are like imprisoning them. Yeah. Um, When she asks Caleb to make sure Evan is alive, the boys do without another question. They kind of just go ahead. They're like... We like you, so we're going to go ahead and we'll do this for you. Um, They let them both go back to the main room and lock them back inside. Evan gets picked again to go to a room, and they all wait for him to come back. When he does, they decide they shouldn't wait anymore, and they decide to try to light the place on fire. Um, So, new plan. Light everything on fire. it. Yeah. Stick a fork into the outlet. I honestly don't, I can't remember how they actually did it, but. I honestly don't remember. I think they put something in the microwave. There's this section of um, this segment where Evan is watching all this happen and he's he's watching Piper like conduct this plan and mm-hmm. the fire starts and Owen's just like standing there like wide eyes like what's, uh, what's gonna happen like how how are the boys going to whatever um, no one goes to save them but the doors do pop open and the kids all rush to escape because, like, it, like, makes the power go out or something. Yeah, I want to say. fire. I want to say that's exactly what And happens. that's why the doors unlock. Yes. Um, the doors unlock and they all escape, running through the woods. Soon they run into the three boys and have a standoff. Evan begins to walk towards them, which confuses the rest of the kids. When Evan stands next to the three boys, he beckons for Piper, and she realizes that Evan is with them, and he orchestrated the whole thing. Yeah, that so this me is off. the plot twist that I didn't even see coming. I, I didn't see it. Evan, I know we got a bunch of clues, but I didn't see it coming. Like, Evan was with them. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why we didn't see it coming was because Evan was enduring these things. Like, obviously, he went into one of the rooms with Piper and endured it with her. And, like, comforted her. Yeah. And, like, I don't, it was, thinking, thinking back on it, I'm like, that is kind of weird that he's just, like, Love, like, basically loving on her, like, cuddling her, comforting her. Yeah. In this room, this person that he doesn't even know. Yeah. That is a little, a little yeah. sus. Yep. But at the time, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Caleb shoots Theo. Oh, that broke my heart. And one of the other kids, um, because they start mouthing off. So, like, Theo and I want to say it's Lucy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember all their names, but Theo and Lucy, they're dead. Theo was the main one that I remember, and that really hurt me. <laughs> yeah, because Theo is the one that was really showing Piper yeah. a friendship. Like, even when Piper came forward and was like, I'm kind of catching feelings for Evan, Theo was like, well, he better not hurt you. Yeah, even like, though he, like... You could tell there was something had there, for her, yeah. but like he, there was this banter that they had that was just really, really nice. Yeah. Piper begins to plead with Evan, saying she'll go with him if he leaves the rest of her friends alone. Evan agrees, delusional that Piper loves him. He's like, "Okay, I'll let them go. Mm-hmm. I only care about you anyway. Mm-hmm. Like it's fine." Um, when Evan gets um, talk back from Matt and Owen, he shoots them dead. So Evan is power crazy right now he kills two of his own guys yep. um 
Caleb is standing there. He like Evan literally looks at Caleb. He's like, "You got something to say?" And Caleb's like, "Eh, whatever." Caleb's like, "I'll go along with it." It's, yeah, he's sure. not even phased. He's like, "Yeah, you know I'm with you." Piper at this point, while they're all shooting each other, Piper tries to run with her remaining friends, but is caught by Evan. She tells her friends to continue running without her, and they do. So her friends get away. The cops show up and put Evan and Caleb in handcuffs, um, whisking Piper away. So this all happens in a matter of seconds. So Piper, um, Hazel, and the girl whose name starts with a P. I don't remember her name, but also not that important of character. These three girls get away, and um, they're taken home. She gets home, reunites, reunites with her family. However, Caleb and Evan escape from the police and find Piper in her room, climb through her window. They threaten to kill her parents if she doesn't go with them. So she agrees, and that's where it ends. Mm-hmm. And this is all where this is all in Evan's point of view, which we have been in Piper's point of view this entire time. So that last couple chapters, we get Evan's point of view, and mm-hmm. literally, it's all thinking like. She's she's so scared. She needs me. She's not the same without me. Like she loves me. She misses me. Mm-hmm. He is so delusional. He yeah. thinks that she is in love with him. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um that's the end of the book. It ends there. It ends with her going back in with them. Mm-hmm. To which, do it again to have more people. Right, which is so insanely crazy. It is so this crazy. This is the first Natasha Preston book that I read. Same. And I was like this changes the game Mm -hmm. for books for me like ending on a like note like that holy mackerel man I feel like it's a good book of hers to start with because it is so good but at the same time it's like the best one that I've read so far yeah you can't really get better than this so like every book I read of hers I go in with this expectation that it's going to be just as good as that one right and they're really good but that one is not as good as this yeah, one. Yeah, that one is the best. I have heard that The Lake is people's favorites. Really? So I have not read that one. I haven't either. So I think we've read the same ones, right? Prob- the Lost, probably. The Cellar, The Cabin. The Fear? The Fear. Have you read The Fear yet? The Fear. No. I've read The Fear. I don't think I have. Okay, yeah. I've read The Fear. I don't think I've read The Fear. And then we are in the middle of You Will Be Mine. Yeah. Which I'll probably have to restart because I don't remember it. I'm not very far into it. Me either. I feel like I remember kind of where I am though, so I could probably keep going. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the point. I did bookmark a part of this book that I didn't include in the overview, which is the waterboarding chapter because it's my favorite chapter of the entire book uh-huh. because of how well descri- described it is. So basically during this chapter, she gets pulled into a uh, room Room five is the waterboarding one, right? It's her and somebody and somebody else. Yes. Is it her? And it is Evan? her and someone else. It's her and Lucy. Lucy. Lucy is one of the two that got shot um, at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but her and Lucy are put into the water room together, and it's basically it's just so well crafted, well worded. Mm-hmm. Um, it just talks about how her chest hurts the entire time like she literally it describes for multiple pages just her feeling like she's about to die just over and over and over again even though it's been so long since I've read it I can still like picture the room and the descriptions of everything Mm -hmm. from that part of the book 
Absolutely. No, that left such a mark on me. Like I can imagine like the white walls and being like on this like gurney, like just like laying back and being strapped Strapped down and and, like the buckets and like the towels over the face. Like I can just imagine everything. I feel like I was in the scene. Mm -hmm. Like that's how good this book is. Natasha Preston, this book just changed the way I read books. Yeah. I love this book. It's so good. Yeah. So, honestly, maybe I should give this book a five out of five. <laughs> like, I'm, so I'm feeling like the way I'm describing it, I'm like, it's just, there's nothing that can top it. I feel like I would reread this book and it would be just as good. Yeah. Like, sure. the second time around, mm-hmm. reading it all the way through. But, anyway, um, I want to talk about, like, the fact that she utilizes open-ended, like, endings. Yes. And maybe not so happy endings. Yes. Because we go through... Um, We've read some of her other books, like The Cabin and um, The Cellar. Mm-hmm. The Cellar kind of has a happy ending, but we'll yeah. bypass that. The Cabin, yeah, yeah. however, does not. The Cabin, I think, is my, my second. The Cabin's good. Mm-hmm. The Cabin, I read pretty quickly. It was different. It was very different than from, this. from this. this. The Cabin is more like realistic, I mm-hmm. feel like. Um, but she ends that one, spoiler alert, she ends the cabin with, like, the main characters running because they're yeah. about to get framed for something that isn't their fault, and mm-hmm. it ends there. And it's, like, the biggest plot twist, and I swear on my life I did not see it, ha- it coming. Absolutely, I did I was either. like, what? The entire time you're going through the entire friend group trying to figure out who murdered these people. And then you're and, like, it's revealed. And, and it's like, like oh, the, I knew it. Just kidding. No, right. I didn't. Right, no, no, I didn't. Yeah, because it's like, it's, it's revealed so and then it's re-revealed because it wasn't actually the person who revealed themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like a whole thing. Like, it's, Natasha Preston is insane, it bro. Is, I really, that, that book. It's insane. It is, like, really close to being the same as The Lost, like, on my level of how much I like it, in, like, a different way. In a very different way. So, like, for The Lost, it's very action-packed, very mm-hmm. in it the whole time. Consistently. Right. Whereas The Cabin, it's like you have the conflict at the beginning of the book, and then it's And then like, a lot of investigative work right. in between mm-hmm. that you have to... I mean, it might get, like, a little bit repetitive after a while, but you have to get every part to understand. All the little details mm-hmm. matter. All the little details And matter. it all lines up. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I personally love these endings. I love not happy endings. Mm-hmm. That's what I live for mm-hmm. because I don't, I don't want to go into a book knowing that they're going to end up together. Mm-hmm. I want to be like, where are we going to end this? If it's What's going to happen? If it's a horror book, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love like not knowing Mm-hmm. If it's going to be a happy ending or if it's not going to be a happy ending. Absolutely. Where most of the time it is a happy ending. But like for Natasha Preston, you just don't know. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was any other jo- genre, I don't think I would like it. Yeah. Like if it was a no, romance, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. We well, just like, spent so much time with these characters for them not to get together. Right. What? But then like, but if it's a mystery or a horror just all yeah. of the twists and turns, and I think that just adds to the genre, adds yeah. to the, mm-hmm. the oomph of the book. Having someone die at the end, like the main character die at the end, yeah. would feel like the perfect horror ending. Yes. The yes. most realistic horror ending, you mm-hmm. know? Someone getting re-kidnapped at the end. They don't always get away. Most, exactly, yeah. like mo- most realistic ending, and that's yeah. what I love about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so I guess I'm going to go into our segment here. Okay. <laughs> We're going to go into a segment that we like to call What Would We Do? WWWD, okay. um, where we go through scenes um, in books and talk about what we would do in their situation. So I'm going to go through each of the rooms, okay? Mm-hmm. What would we do in these rooms? Okay. How would we... Okay. How would we cope with what we're dealing with? (laughs) So room one is sound. What would we do to help us get through the long hours in this room? Honestly, nothing. Really? I would just like sit and You don't think you would even try to cover your ears at all or anything? Um, maybe, but I feel like it it would get to a point where that's not even going to do anything. Um, Yeah, but you think it would be better to at Maybe least prolong like, it bro- like block the vibrations from your ears maybe you can still hear it but not like damage your ears and Maybe, what about the yeah. extreme silence like going from extreme loud to extreme silence will make your ears ring i feel like the, ex- the extreme silence would bother me more than the extreme sound i think so too um i feel like that would cause me to go crazy uh, yeah no i think so too not the not so the how would you cope sound. what would you be thinking about like what would what would you do to make sure you don't go crazy, that you don't want to kill yourself, I that you don't like? I would probably just, like, keep reminding myself that it will eventually end and that, like, me personally, if it's extremely quiet, you start to wonder, like, what are you not hearing? Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Like, what is out there that you, you don't know? I would, you know what Almost I Almost like in the darkness, you don't know what's out there. You know what I would be doing, probably? I would probably, like... During the loud noises, I would probably be trying to, like, make noises on the walls or something or, like, moving my clothes around so that when it gets super quiet, Mm -hmm. there's not actual silence, that you're, like, actually hearing something. Like, constantly tapping or, like, shuffling or doing something. Yeah, exactly. So that it, like... That's a good idea. On top of, like, the fact that, like, you're getting to hear something consistently, you're also focusing on what you're tapping on and, like, have something to focus on. That's a good idea. That's what I'm thinking of. Hmm. Um, okay, moving on. Room two is temperature. So, like, blistering hot temperatures to very cold. I, mean, I already don't do well with this in real life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't do well with the cold. Me um, either. The heat, I feel like I'd be able to handle. The cold, I would not. Um, Sometimes I don't know heat what I, can feel like you can't breathe, though. That's true. That See, that's where I would struggle. Um... I don't know. It's so hard to imagine. You know how, like, when your feet are super, super cold and you get into, like, a really hot bath? And it, like, hurts. Mm-hmm. I, like that's I feel like that's how it would feel. feel. Yeah. And that's, like, the worst feeling. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know how I would go with this. And they don't give you anything. No, You're they don't. just the clothes that you have. Yeah. So, like, what do you do? Just keep stripping your clothes off and putting them back on? Hell no. No. I guess the floor is concrete, right? They're like concrete rooms. So like when it gets hot, you could probably like lay on the concrete, like undress and lay on the concrete because usually concrete's cool. Um, Because there's no like sun beating down on it. It's not like asphalt. It's like the concrete. True. It's going to be still at least a little bit cool. So like maybe try to like lift up your shirt a little bit and like get some skin to concrete action happening. Yeah, no, I feel that. And then, like, when it's, like, super cold, just, like, using your breath, getting 
cover up your head and your like your yeah. face and your your breath will like breathe it you'd be breathing in your own breath but at a certain point though I will say like with the cold like you can kind of just forget it's cold if it's been cold for long enough like it almost becomes fine you can get through cold yeah as I would be more worried like, about the hot relax your body I feel like a lot of the times when you're cold you tense up because yeah. you're shivering mm-hmm. um if you just like breathe in and like try to relax your body mm-hmm. as much as you can and not shiver and not think about it I feel like you I think okay. honestly closing your eyes and just like envisioning Zen. things that are opposite of the temperature that yeah. you're feeling might help actually yeah so maybe doing that mm-hmm. all right moving on room three is light this would fuck me up I get already get bad migraines um so like Extreme brightness and then extreme darkness. I feel like the extreme brightness wouldn't bother me. But Going my, from extreme darkness to extreme brightness, I feel what like it I would, would suck. do. What I would do is I would just cover my eyes and just fetal position, not move. Then you don't sure. know. Like take. The, I would just try to fall the, asleep. Take the uh, <laughs> that too. Take like the bottom part of your hand and just like press it into your eyes. Mm-hmm. Ain't no light getting through that. I wonder, does it specify in the book, like, are, are they trying to keep, do they, like, handcuff you or something behind your back to prevent that? Oh, God, I hope not. Because that feels like a loophole. It does. Because that seems like one that you can easily get by, because I know with light, you can still kind of, if you close your eyes, see it, mm-hmm. but, like... I don't remember them ever going into the rooms... So beforehand you know like preparing them for the rooms mm-hmm. they're just like go to this room yeah no so i don't know yeah i i honestly don't know man but I'd... also i'm like extremely afraid of the dark so you are i'm extremely afraid of the dark i feel like i f- i feel like, like maybe you've told me that irrationally before? afraid of the dark that's crazy i'm not kidding <laughs> that's crazy. like if we come home and it's dark outside my door is like three steps from my car i run in that bitch okay i'm terrified i cannot sleep in total darkness cannot do it i don't know why i just can't do it (laughs) i know i'm 24 years old what the (laughs) did you forget how old you were yes i did i almost said 23 (laughs) wow 24 years old and terrified of the dark i feel like sitting in there too i'm just like thinking about sitting on the concrete wouldn't your butt like fall asleep after a while? Oh, that bro? would hurt. It's the worst feeling in the world, bro. I feel like I remember there being a cot in one of the rooms. Maybe. Like just a plain cot. Nothing on it. Just a cot. Room four, sleep deprivation. So what did they do in this room? Basically, they give you <laughs> I'm pretty sure they give you like blankets and stuff. And they try to like get you really comfortable. And then they use aspects from all the other rooms to mm. keep you awake. I feel like we didn't see a lot of that room. I don't think we did at all. Yeah. Room four is very... I mean, we. I think we heard of some of the other characters going into room four, but I don't think Piper ever actually did. Yeah. So we didn't get to experience it. That would really drive me nuts. Um, I can't go without sleep. I, don't I think feel like can. any person would lose their ever-loving mind yeah and i think they keep you in there for probably a couple days. of days yeah, yeah. Or a few yeah mm-hmm. so i don't know i'd probably just try and um lay down and imagine being stuck with like nothing mm-hmm. for a couple of days in a blank room yeah 
having to pee in like the corner of the room. Ooh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> you think of all with the things. Ca- with cameras on you no at food. all times. No food. You think in the room they don't feed you? No, I don't think they do. The point that's is more torture. than just sleep deprivation, then that's starvation. That's all deprivation. Yeah, the whole deprivation. Yeah. That's called torture. That is what they're doing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what would we do? Um, I think I would try not to think about it. Uh, I think I would just do everything that I was trying to do from the other rooms uh, when I could. Fetal position, I feel like your best bet in any of these rooms is just fetal position, close your eyes, zen out, try and go to sleep. Honestly, I think even trying to go to sleep in this room, it's just you're just going to get annoyed and it's just not going to work out for you. Honestly, right. I would even I would just try to be staying awake the entire time. I would try to find something to do. I would try to find something to focus on and just think about it and, I don't know, count the ceiling tiles, do whatever. Pluck my hairs out and count them. One, <laughs> yeah, they're... two, I'm going to give myself a little haircut in here, guys. You mind? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or yeah. my eyelashes. Yeah, that, that'll keep me busy for a while. <laughs> Pluck all my eyelashes out. <laughs> I actually just, like, pulled my eyelash. That hurt. I do that all the time, though. I pull my eyelashes out, dude. I just pulled, like, three of them out just now. The fuck? <laughs> I'm not good. I know. I know. They just come out kind of when I pull. Nice. So. <laughs> um, anyway, last room. Oh, no, no, no. There's two more, actually. Sorry. We, I almost skipped over the water room. Oh, no. <laughs> this is where I would die. Yeah. This I is don't where even I would know. Die. Like, you can't do anything. You just here's the reason. It. Here's a big reason why that chapter is like my favorite chapter is because my biggest fear in life is drowning. Really? Biggest fear. It is terrifying. It, it is so terrifying. Because what do you do? You're trying to breathe. You're trying yeah. to do a, a, something essential to life. But something that you do, do subconsciously. Does. Yeah. And, and you, you can't. can't prevent it. It just you cannot not breathe. Like what do you whether you're like your body literally the response to like if you try to knock yourself out by not breathing, your body, your body automatically does it. Like it won't let you not breathe. Mm-hmm. So we'll just end up breathing in water. And suffocating. Yeah. That's so, fucking horrible. I don't even know what the fuck I'd do in this situation. I don't know either. This is the one I, I'm like, I honestly, I don't know. I'd probably just try to like... Because your face is covered. You don't know when the water's coming or how much water yeah, is coming. Exactly. There's no way to like, <gasps> and hold your breath. Right. Which is crazy You'd to be me. fucked. But even thinking about it is like sending <laughs> me into I anxiety. Would, I, don't, I, could, I wouldn't do it. I couldn't. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything. I would just accept my fate. Uh, I just yeah. be like, next time the water comes, I'm breathing it all in, and I'm just going to go out. I wonder if they strap your legs down. They do. Oh, fuck. They do. They strap everything down. I was going to say, just like, you know, fling your legs up. No, I remember them specifically. They, like, strap everything down. That's smart. Mm-hmm. And, like, they strap your head down. They strap, like, everything. You can't move. Cannot move. I would freak out just from that. Yeah, claustrophobic, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I would, like... At a certain point, like, I feel like I would try to live for a while, but if it went on for too long, I'd be like, okay, this is my time. And the next time they threw water at me, I'd probably just breathe it all in and just be like, goodbye, world. Maybe you can try and drink it a little bit. <laughs> be like, I'm thirsty. <laughs> I'm just going to drink this water instead of breathing it in, and then it'll go away, and I'll be hydrated. All is well. I don't know if that works with, 
like imagine being laying down like flat and your head is like literally up if it's coming at a certain angle have you ever tried to drink from a water bottle when you're laying down it goes you'll choke on it yeah you will choke yeah it will not go down the right pipe so you're right I don't think that would work out for you (laughs) I tried (laughs) anyway last room room zero where you are facing off against another person what would you do I would kill him what would you go for what would you grab what would you try to do it with a gun (laughs) gun in the room I don't know I think I feel like there is I would there's gotta be something I or I would secretly (laughs) grab a knife I'm not gonna die. Okay, I'm gonna defend myself. <laughs> okay. okay, first of all. Okay. Um, so you got me fucked up. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I'll grab a knife. Okay. Secretly. Sure. And just be like, maybe we can wait it out, or like we'll just go crazy and want to kill each other. But I've secretly got this knife, and if the other person comes at me, yeah, gain their trust and then yeah, just stab him in the fucking throat. Yeah. Like go all Squid Games on them. Yeah, for sure. Right in the jugular. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler. If you haven't seen that show. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I would just try to get it over with. I'd what if like, the person Okay, what if you're going up against a really buff dude? What would you do? A fight for my fucking life. <laughs> or try to gain their trust. Wait till they're asleep. Well, I mean, to be fair, we—they're sending in two of you, and you've probably—you're probably in the same room together, so you probably have this rapport between you guys. So you probably are friends at this point. So you probably already have their trust, and you probably you have might. talked about this situation. So, this what happens what if the person is like, "I'm not going out without a fight"? I'll be like, "Me either." Um, I would be so like, "Okay, let's wait as long as possible," fight. and then I would st- stash a knife and be like. As soon yeah. as possible. As soon as I get close, and we'll be like, let's sit against this wall together. Reminisce. What yeah. are we going to do in this situation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, is that a butterfly over there? <laughs> I think the door... Un- <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Moral of the story. Don't cross Kirsten. <laughs> you she will, will die. You. <laughs> I honestly... All of these people, I don't know you. I never knew you before I came other than, you know, sure. my friend that's with me or whatever. Sure. But I don't know any of these people. I don't give a shit. I might be friends with you because we're stuck in here together. What if you're going off against your best friend? Like, well, what happens then? It's you and Michelle. I, <laughs> I'm sorry, Michelle. I love you. I'm not going out without a friend. I'm just kidding. I really don't know. Are you, kidding? Me Are you kidding? Are you kidding? She probably would. First. I don't know her that well, but I feel like she would. She'd probably kill me first. She would outsmart you for sure. Yeah, for sure. She's way smarter than I am. I'm just saying, my best friend, Savannah, um, I would. I don't think either of us would. Nah, I'd kill her. She knows that. She's too nice. She <laughs> wouldn't kill me. She's like yeah. the you. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like I feel like I wouldn't be able to kill Michelle. There's always uh, if I was in that situation. There's always the one friend that's like super fierce and is like back the fuck up. Yeah, and the other one that's like, that's me. That's me. I'm not that. I'm the fierce one, and my best friend is the. I'm the. That's a lollipop. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm the person, I'm the person where the other person would be like, is that a butterfly? I'd be like, where? Butterfly. <laughs> Love it. Okay, I only have one more. Okay. For what would we do? And it's not the rooms. If someone came through your window threatening to murder your parents, if you did not go with them, what would you do? I would go with them. Uh, murder my parents? <laughs> at first i was like imagine oh right God. now like if somebody came in my window right now and it was like me and my husband let me rephrase i'd be like yes i will go with you but my parents i go love ahead you. you have lived your life it's my turn i thought you just meant because it was your parents no, no, no okay no, no, what no. about your kids oh yeah i'd go with them without a doubt i'd be like you wouldn't even try to put up a fight no once, once I can, like, fight them off a little bit without them being close enough to my kids, then I try to be like, watch this bitch. Yeah. You're driving your car. Yeah, he said, if you go, I go, Jack. I feel like my parents would want me to fight. They'd be like... We trained you for this. Yeah. <laughs> this is your time. Yeah, this book is honestly, it's a really good book, and I definitely recommend it to those of you who want to read it, even though we just spoiled the entire thing for you. It is really good. There's I did a lot skip, of details. I did skip past a lot of stuff. Like, yes. each of the rooms, just to see those rooms play out, I feel like is reason enough to go and read this, this book. We don't describe them enough. Yeah. You have to read the book. To you have to read full gist. You have to read them, because it is just, it. it's described so well, you feel like you are in those rooms. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's terrifying. Great. In, like, the best way. In the best way. makes you want to keep reading. Absolutely. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. I read this book in, I want to say, three hours. I read this book, and I started it one night, like, um, in the evening time, mm-hmm. and I didn't put it down. I got to the point where I, like, had to go to bed, and then first thing the next morning, I picked up the book and finished it. I had, like, a handful of chapters left mm-hmm. that I had to finish. If you're in a reading slump... Maybe this will get you out of your reading slump. Absolutely. I feel like. Or if you're looking to get into, like, the horror. The thriller, thriller suspense type stuff. Genre. Look up Natasha Preston. She's got books for you. So now that we got that out of the way, I think it's a good time to go ahead and give some announcements. So mm-hmm. this is going to become a regular thing. Maybe not on all of our episodes, but... Um, on the episodes where we have some stuff coming up or we need to remind you guys of stuff that's coming up, we're going to be doing some announcements or more like I'm going to kind of be leading some announcements. Yeah, she's in charge of all the scheduling, so... Yeah, I've kind of been taking charge of like organizing like our episodes and scheduling and kind of our uploads, um, whereas Kirsten's been kind of taking charge of the social media aspect of things Mm -hmm. so which is just as important because I'm so bad at tags and stuff like that and doing the hashtag stuff I I can't do it like I'm not good at it so I just wanted to go through some little announcements because we have some stuff coming up I'm so excited and we are so excited about the future of the uh, podcast and like where we're headed first of all sorry for not uploading on it's the 4th of July last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we had something really awesome planned, but it was a book that we were reading, and it just, it just it fell through. We des- I think we both decided to DNF it because it just wasn't, like, hitting our expectations yeah. properly. Yeah. Um, and so we just decided, it's a holiday. We'll just take the, the day off. Thank you for bearing with us and staying with us in this journey. I want to introduce 
genre episodes. Ooh, yeah. Those will be coming up the end of August, so in like a month and a half-ish, and we will kind of announce more about that in the future when it gets closer to that time. Yeah. I want to talk about our Twitter. I mean, I, I'll let you. I'll let you take control of this. Okay. So, um, the Twitter is. It's gonna be kind of like um, more of a daily update type of thing yeah. uh, for the podcast. You know, obviously we post on TikTok and Instagram, but this is gonna be more kind of laid back. Mm-hmm kind of update you guys when we're editing, you know, maybe ask you guys some questions, do some polls. Yeah. Give us a little bit more room to interact with you guys. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, we don't want to post too much on TikTok or Instagram mm-hmm. uh, and overload you guys with videos. And we want to just make little posts here and there. Yeah, I think specifically our Instagram, our Instagram especially is like for announcements and for like episode announcements. TikTok is a little bit more laid back. It's also episode announcements, but we have some more like interactive type things with each other. Uh-huh. And then um, I think Twitter, yeah, it's going to be more interacting with you guys. So yeah. I think that'll be super fun. But if you guys want to follow us, uh, obviously the link will be in mm-hmm. the link tree in the show notes. Yep, so. it will start appearing on our link tree. Anyway, <laughs> the last announcement that I have for today is book swap. It's I'm a, so excited. It's a new thing we're going to be doing um, where we will swap. We'll take a whole month. We're going to swap a book with each other. We're going to read it for that month, and then we're going to come together and each do a book review episode over the book that we were given by the other person. Mm-hmm. So this month, I guess August, the month of August is going to be our book swap month. So from now to the time we put our review up, we're going to be reading these books. And I guess we will go ahead and announce the books that we are going to be swapping. Um, I'm super excited about this. So I gave Kirsten Red Queen. Ah, which has been on my TV forever. Yes, by Victoria Aviard, I think is how you pronounce her name. Yeah, that sounds right. And um, yeah, so I'm going to have her read that. I think she's already started reading it a little bit. I have, and I'm Um, super excited. Yep, she's really into it. I haven't started the book that she's given me yet. Go ahead. I gave Anna... Assassin's Blade. Mm-hmm. Um, I know she's kind of no, kind of been hesitant about reading the Throne of Glass series. Yeah. Um, and I kind of went back and forth on which book to start her with because yeah. there's a lot of different ways that you can read it. Yeah, we kind of talked back and forth about it. We because we had seen some videos on TikTok about people talking about the order of them as well. And so I think I I kind of pushed her. I was like, you know what? Let's just start with the Assassin's Blade because that just makes the most sense to me. Yeah. Um, since it kind of like starts everything off well and it'll also just make it to where I think the next books will be more intriguing for me you know yeah so I'm excited about that I'm excited for you to read it yep I haven't started reading it yet but I told myself I would start reading it as soon as I finished the book I was currently reading and guess what guys I'm done reading that book so (laughs) chances are I'm going to start reading it today um so I'm excited uh and just to let you know the review is going to be coming in roughly one month more updates to come on that. We'll give you a specific day as it gets closer to that time. Yep. Um, so just be prepared. The first one that's going to come up is Red Queen. So Kirsten's yep. episode will be first. And then the week after that will be the one over the Assassin's Blade. Yeah. So just be prepared. It's coming up in August. You guys are not going to want to miss it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Do the things. The link tree. Bye. Follow us on all of our social medias. The link is in the link tree and in the show notes. Mm-hmm. 
And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.